Okay. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to We're Gonna Need Our Bigger Show, yeah. episode 36, I'm pretty sure. Today, <laughs> I am hosting, not Mike, and I'm Cameron B. Childs. Co-hosting with me is... Mallory Burns, All producer. Right. Yeah, yeah. And with us today, we have members from a local Murfreesboro band you called... What? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Called the Acorn People. He what got are, it. Yes. Yeah. 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 The uh, Walnut Generation. Yes. Um, we're, a, we're a folk band. Yeah. Yeah. Flowers in our hair and lots of peace. Banjos. Is what you feel. Yes. We all show. play banjo. banjo. Yeah. Peace talk. Oh, banjo some washboard. <laughs> yeah. I play the washboard actually. Cool. Washboard my... abs. Yeah. <laughs> How would that sound? It's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel okay. Like I need to know. <laughs> it's time to get ripped. <laughs> that's what. It, that's what it sounds like. Um, there was a little jiggle, which y'all need to ignore. Um, you're that's, uh, just a little reverb. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with. It. Um, you're. What's your name? Jonathan Hamby. Jonathan Hamby joining us live. You call me Hambone. Okay, I'll do both. No, my name is Quentin Thornton. <laughs> Can you spell that? No. Uh, with a K W. Okay. I got so confused because your name really is <laughs> so. I was like, do you have a different last name too? Like, and you just completely oh, yes. my, fool everyone. My full name is Joseph Quentin oh. Thornton. Okay. Yep. You, See, I you, knew his name. You're one of those middle name guys. Yeah, like. my parents made me into the freak that I am today. Okay. <laughs> when did was it always? I'm gonna go by the middle name. Yeah, or? it's uh, that it was predestined okay. as, as it may be but yeah. okay and I also have a choice in the matter but I, I like Quentin I think I've always felt more of a Quentin than a Joe <laughs> yeah I think you're I, I see it oh. yeah. Yeah. much yeah. more rememberable <laughs> yeah. it helps alright and I'm Grace that's my name um, I have a last name it's um, Jermusic so there's yes. that. That's what, such an appropriate last name. It's like <laughs> always really strange. Like I'll meet people and like especially like Quinn will introduce me to people who'll be like, All right, this is Grace, but like wait till you hear her last name. <laughs> <laughs> and really they always think I'm lying and I'm just like making just some crazy stuff up to look cool. And I was not. born for this. This is literally just, yeah, just <laughs> I don't know. What's what is it one more time? Jer music. Jer music. Yeah. J E R M U S Y K. Wow, with a Y in there at the end, just to be extra. It's, it unique. was like I think originally it was like Ermuski or something like that. It's Polish, but then like at Ellis Island they were like, oh, you need to sound more American, so yeah. they fixed yeah. it and then spelled it really weird. That's they didn't cool. want their kids to get made fun of in school. <laughs> okay. No, well, guess. it's it sucks that Mike isn't here today because you guys could trade, you know, your. His last Pains. name is Dubzalecki, and it's spelled like someone just took the alphabet and shook it in the <laughs> well, I, I noticed that if you just sound it out and realize that there's an R in there. Yeah, that's Dobber. Yeah, if you, just, if you just think Dobrzelecki, then you're good. But if you think Dobrzelecki, you think there's an R in there, but there's no R sound. <laughs> it's, it's tough for the polls. I he has this funny joke where people would be like, oh, how do you pronounce that? And he'd be like, Smith. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's going to listen to this. He'd be so much shit. <laughs> yes. Well, that's fine because he's not here. Ha! Ha! Do? Uh, We're doing this from his room in his bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rolling all in it. <laughs> um, all right. So the acorn people. Right. How the walnut generation. Yes. How 
How long has the band been together? Going on two November years. of 2012. Yeah. So, so it'll be two years in November. Cool. How did you guys all meet? Um, well... It was the uh, back pages website. <laughs> just trying I was to, looking I was through a Craigslist personal ad for a bee <laughs> looking for a bee, you know. <laughs> but no, um, I met this one dude, and then he introduced me to Chris, and Chris was already in a band, so I didn't really think it was going to be anything. But then he introduced me to Quentin, and then the um, first guy that I met didn't work out, and he was playing lead. But then Chris is playing around on lead, even though he's a bass player. And I said, well, that's better than I can do. And I told him he was going to play lead. Because <laughs> we need more bass players anyway. And so then Chris called over Rocco, and that was it. Like, we yeah. just decided that Chris, day it was going to be a band. Chris found uh, Rocco in a uh, bathroom at a truck stop. Oh, nice. <laughs> no. <It's> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a dog. Like, I found Rocco yeah. at this gas station. I call, <laughs> have you ever seen The League? I call him Rocco Taco because he's just like Taco. <laughs> yeah. He's just like always saying the wrong thing, having guest pieces at houses, you know, things of that nature. <laughs> I, when you said gas station bathroom, I wanted to imagine that there was some graffiti like for a good drummer yeah. or for a good bassist call. No, it's more of like a Phantom of the Opera situation where okay. he was just living in a gas station bathroom, gotcha. just what? playing bass. Hanging no. out in like the drop ceiling, <laughs> like scurrying around. Yeah. Yep. yeah. You think it's just a disgusting bathroom, but that's his home. It yeah. is. You his, shouldn't insult yeah, it. Yeah, that's his entire muse is that toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I when I heard you guys for the first time, I thought, oh, this reminds me of like, this takes me back because you know I came of age in like '97, mm -hmm. so I was very much against everything that was happening at that time because <laughs> to me it either seemed like Okay, we've got the Backstreet Boys and we've yes. got Corn. I, I hate, <laughs> what a fun time! I hate, I hate both of these things. Late 90s. So, so I immediately, I immediately was like, well, everything that came out four years ago was way better. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's immediately what I thought of was it kind of reminded me of like the Breeders or uh, I don't know, like Bush or something like that. Yeah. So, when you guys started the band, was there immediate like? okay, we're going to play a particular style of music and we're going to write songs this way, or did it just kind of happen? Well, it's kind of weird. Like, I wrote Oh My by myself. What if words were rules? What if sins drag the blade across my skin? What if my entire life being trained in like opera music and like coloratura stuff and like really crazy things that you would not expect someone like me to do uh -huh. but um and I always wanted to play rock you know I would always like try to sing so much like Amy Lee and and Haley Williams when I was like in middle school like when I started songwriting I wanted to be like them so much but my voice was so classically trained that I just thought that I was never going to be able to sing like that mm -hmm. Um, and then one day I read on my, I was just like, screw it, I'm just gonna, I started covering this Distiller song, because I love Brody Doll like, more than life, and, um, I started covering Drain the Blood, and then I learned, like, kind of how to scream from that, just, like, practicing it over and over again, and then I was like, you know, I think maybe I, this could work out, and then I wrote Oh My, and then I played it for somebody else, and they were like, 
You're wasting your time. You need to throw your acoustic guitar away and get an electric today and quit with all this opera BS because mm. no. <laughs> and that Here, was it. Here's a power chord. Yes. <laughs> Go to work. Seriously. So, I mean, and that's really all it was. I just had one person tell me I needed an electric guitar. My friend Dan Saul's, um And so I got one for my birthday that year, and then I just kept writing. I was like, all right, if th this is really working. Like, I was in... I, I just, like, fell in love with it. I just never knew that I could write rock music like that. It always seemed too complicated, and I've never thought of guitar as my strength. And um, so that's how it started out. And I wanted to form a band of people that wanted to write together, and we're working on that. Um, Quinn is always really good at uh, structure and finding out where uh, breaks need to happen and how long phrases and uh, verses need to go and things like that and then the Chris arrangement. yeah and Chris always knows the effects that need to go on it and mm -hmm. you know Rocco's just like insane on bass he's just a really good funk player so mm -hmm. he just adds that kind of chili peppers vibe as much as I hate to say uh, he adds that chili peppers vibe so he, the, he doesn't plug his bass in is that what you mean <laughs> <laughs> exactly. uh, <laughs> no Super Bowl. He, but he does that he has that, such um, it I I love the way that he plays bass so much because I have a very soulful influence. I've always really loved Aretha Franklin. So I think that's kind of where the blend happened. When we mm -hmm. started the band, when Chris and I started talking about the band, it was originally going to be more Black Keys, more bluesy. Yeah. Um, and then we started listening to songs and I was like, you know what, that's not going to work out because my guitar styling is so much more like Joan Jett and very simplistic mm -hmm. and in your face. And so then we were just like, you know, maybe it's just something new altogether. We'll just leave things crossed and stop trying to worry so much. And then yeah. we just let everyone influences taken over. You know, Quentin and Chris have both been in metal bands, so they bring mm -hmm. that metal aspect. When we have breakdowns and stuff like that, I bring the blues soulful voice. You know, Rocco has the funk. So it's it's not it's not on purpose. We sometimes we'll write songs like I just wrote a song that with ACDC in mind because I kind of have been trying to bridge this uh, heavy rock sound with the blues sound and I've been watching that um, the Backup Singers documentary on Netflix 20 Feet from Stardom That's or something it, yeah. Yeah. well I've been watching that so much and I'm like that is so what I want to do is just be like Aretha Franklin but mm -hmm. just not worry about these stupid white boys trying to sing you know yeah. <laughs> so like let's do that <laughs> and that's sort of where we're at right now it's always evolving and we're always listening to new music and trying to just add whatever we're into at the time to yeah. keep it fresh so one one quick question about like because i'm intrigued by the whole vocal training thing Did, mm -hmm. when when you started singing with like more of an edge on your voice were you like I have to protect myself. I have to do it correctly, or did you just do it? No, because I know you know you can you can damage. <laughs> yeah, yourself. yeah, I have terrible technique when it comes to screaming. I'm 100% aware. Um, okay. I know what I'm doing in my vocal folds, and I know how to <laughs> heal them. But um, it's one of those things. It's like you can ask any major singer, and they'll tell you they're classically trained first. It it kind of just like. It's just like building muscles in your throat. Mm -hmm. So I built the muscles up, and now I just use them for whatever. I mean... It's easier now. It's probably. Yeah, it's just like... It's like I learned how to project and what muscles to push on and what I need to strengthen, and then at the same time, I kind of threw everything else out. Yeah. But I always remain like... Um, like you, you'll learn a lot about vowels, and that's sort of where the blues thing came in. I remember being in high school and learning about um, during Black History Month we would do African spirituals and she would teach us about dark vowels, dark sounding vowels, um, 
are very round and that's what adds the soul it's not it has nothing to do with the pitch it has nothing to do with the tone or at all it's all just vowels mm. and i've always been fascinated by that um so i mean i do take pieces of things but mm. for the most part i'm just like i want to see how high of a note i can hit this yeah. loud yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. okay but you got to push yourself to get to the yeah, response too for sure yeah so so quentin what was your musical upbringing like did you start playing real early uh, or uh let's see so i started i wanted to play the drums like from a little kid like probably seven or eight i remember like distinctly the day that i decided oh i want to play the drums i had stayed all night at my grandmother's house and we were up getting ready for the day and my older cousin older and in my eyes way cooler (laughs) by default Uh, yeah and like my parents were pretty strict on me whenever I was a really young kid like I wasn't allowed to watch MTV or anything and so of course he turned on MTV and I'm like yeah rebellion (laughs) I love it (laughs) and so um Green Day was playing and it was Basket Case yeah and they wheeled uh Trey Cool in it's a great great video oh yeah it is uh they wheeled him in in his wheelchair behind the drums you know and he just came to life and started playing and my cousin made some little comment that probably he didn't think twice about but it changed my whole life he was like oh this guy's a pretty good drummer and that was like the my awakening of like oh wow that looks really fun and cool and Mm -hmm. i want to try to do that so that started me into like rock music uh and like my awareness of music and i just kind of uh you know, I was growing up during the grunge scene whenever all that stuff was new. I remember mm-hmm. Nirvana coming out with new stuff and Kurt Cobain killing himself. I was young, but I remember all that mm-hmm. pretty distinctly and being bummed out about it because I love their music. And, like, uh, I, I did get into some uh, female singers like Alanis Morissette and Fiona Apple whenever she first came out. Yeah. was really good. And uh, I grew up on, I don't know, all that 90s rock, that early stuff like you were talking about that yeah. was so much better. Yeah. And... Um, so I love music. I always felt music more, I feel, than I, just your average person because I remember being a little kid, like five or six, and they had some kind of little preschool thing at the at the church uh, that, I, that I grew up at, and they were, we were singing, you know, and some old dude came up to me after and uh, made a comment, you know, uh, about me swaying back and forth with the music. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, it's it's strange. You know, I've always had a, a huge passion for music. And so then I got to be 12, and my parents got me a drum set. And I was so pumped and so excited. And I practiced a little bit because there was a guy that showed me, like, a really basic, like, one, two, three, four beat. Like, yeah, yeah. bass on one, you know, yeah, snare yeah. on three, and the hi-hat in between. Mm-hmm. And um, I learned that. And then I was trying to play... Uh, the drum drum beat from like Paradise City. Mm-hmm. Just kind of that. Just the only thing different is the bass drums off just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. On an and beat rather yeah. than on a on a whole one. And it has that long opening, so you really yeah. have to hear it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You got to wait. And you mm-hmm. know, I'm fidgety anyways, and so as especially as a little kid, so I was just like, ugh, I couldn't, yeah, I yeah. couldn't hold back. You know? <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. Kept messing up and messing up and messing up. I've been playing, you know, for about two or three weeks, and I was twelve, and uh, I got really frustrated. And I was like, fine, I hate the drums. And I took my sticks and I stabbed them through the floor, Tom. And I didn't, I didn't play again. Harder than you would think. I've, I've tried to do that before, I remember. Because yeah. 
<laughs> I love destroying expensive stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, when when you're when you're 13, 14, oh, yeah. whatever. Um, this is me and Russ stories. Mm-hmm. We would be in the in the garage or whatever, and we get to a point in practice where it was how much noise, feedback, <laughs> yeah, and horrible, awful like cacophony. Can, I, can we create, you know? Oh, yeah. And we get to a point where we were, like, trying to break the, the <laughs> snare head, and it just yeah. wouldn't. It, it's a lot harder than you might think. But anyway. Yeah. It, was a, it was a pretty, you know, it was a beginner set, and it was mm-hmm. the floor tom, so a little yeah. bit more leeway. But, yeah, I, I, and I didn't play the drums again for, uh, like, three more years. I was mm-hmm. 15, and uh, the church I grew up at, all of a sudden they had a guy bringing drums. that I'd grown up, grown up with a guy, and he, um, you know, he played. Uh, with the Sunday morning music and stuff, and there was one Sunday, and I'd been watching them. I mean, they'd been there for about two weeks, and I'd kind of tapping stuff out, yeah, yeah. like you know, in my head, like, oh, I can, I, can, I think I can do that. And then uh, one Sunday uh, after they'd had the drums for a couple weeks, he left before the end of the service. He had like some family function to go to or something, and they always played music as people were getting up to walk out. Well, my mom played organ in the church, mm-hmm. and so she was up there, and the drums were right behind her, and I knew everybody, and I've never been a bashful person anyways. So they started playing, uh, like, I'll Paradise follow. Paradise City. <laughs> <laughs> I finally had met my match. <laughs> the old lady's, like, playing yeah. it on the organ. <laughs> but they, they were playing, like, a fast song. It's like... You know, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I'd seen him play that song earlier mm-hmm. you know like a couple weeks ago and so I went up there and started playing just started playing along with them and all these people came up and were trying to talk to me and I literally never really played the drums I mean just for a little, that little time whenever I was younger but uh, and I was trying to carry on conversations like oh yeah I'm trying to and I just mess it up yeah, yeah. but that was my first time and you know they'd uh, they were like, oh, this kid kind of almost knows how to play an instrument. Put him in the church band. <laughs> so, uh, that's the church. I think that's in the Bible. So yeah, it is, uh, Revelation. Yeah, yeah. The end times. No, um, so it was probably a couple months later that guy moved off to college, and uh, I was playing in front of about 300 people every Sunday before I even had a set at my house oh, to nice. practice on. Yeah. And so I would literally go in and hey, these are the songs, uh, about an hour before the service, and we'd roll through them and kind of get how it goes and then take off with them. And uh, that's always probably been my biggest influence that has carried on through my drumming is uh, my improvisational stuff, like Mm -hmm. just how I can sit down and listen and try to figure out what I'm supposed to do. Um, Because I was really lucky, every single person in that church was like a professional musician. Yeah. Like, that's how they made their living. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were... And I was just this young kid who was just learning the ropes. And then I came up and uh, got into college and played in a cover band, uh, the Murraywood Merchants out in Mm -hmm. Knoxville. And I was making pretty good money. Uh, You can make pretty good money out there in Knoxville, just cover band stuff a couple times a week. Mm Mm-hmm. And that fell apart after that band, uh, the lead singer, lead guitarist, got into a fist fight on stage uh, at a show. So that was, that was the end of that band. Pretty epic. During a particular song? No, it was, it was, it was after, right after the show, but like everybody was still in there. Um, and we were getting paid like $200 a person. And Dang. so, yeah, we made, like I said, it's good money uh, yeah. in Knoxville cover band, but you're filling up, you're filling up like four hours of music, yeah, you yeah. know, and it's in a bar and you're just playing like 80s rock. Yeah, yeah. We would be so different. Me and Chris would beat the crap out of each other and then we would just finish the set. We'd just like, oh, right, fine, we're <laughs> Well, so, so, uh, 
I went back there, me and the lead singer went back there to get money, <clears throat> and we were coming back, and we were supposed to get all of it in cash, but the guy was like, oh, we'll write you a check for half of it and come pick it up on Tuesday. We played at this place a bunch. They did that a lot, so that's fine. Yeah. So we went to go out there and give everybody their $100, and Mike was just being a douche to Evan, the, the guitarist, mm -hmm. for like no reason. He was, he was pretty drunk. I mean, that was probably yeah, the yeah. reason. Yeah. But uh, he basically was like, oh, it's in my pocket, and if you... You know, if you really want it, you'll come take it. Otherwise, you ain't getting your money because of, I don't know, some squabble they were having about dumb stuff. <laughs> okay. And yeah, I don't even Chicks know. Chicks, man. Like. I, don't think it, I don't think it was cool. It might have been gross. But anyway, that's another story. But um, <laughs> lots of drama, punches in the face. That's what yeah. broke up the band. Long story short. Yeah, yeah. I have a dream of starting a 90s cover band, playing drums in it. It was fun. I want it to be called The Return of Tay Diggs, <laughs> because to me, he represents the 90s, yeah. you know? Um, but, yeah, man. I mean, so was it much of a transition for you? Like, I mean, we were talking about her going from classical to more, yeah. like, rock, bluesy well, kind of stuff, and you going from church music to yeah. essentially the music of the devil so yeah. like so so i went from church music to the 90s rock music then i played in a band called the third grade haters oh my God. Uh, meaning you're in third grade and you're just hating oh uh, yeah or you're, well, i just i hate third grade okay yeah yeah that okay. was the worst okay gotcha. yeah i don't know uh, the, the bass player had a dream and that's how he came up with the name gotcha but uh we we had some uh alex just gave us a thumbs up maybe he's heard of the third grade haters <laughs> uh, we'll just start calling him Engineer Alex. <laughs> we don't have an engineer, but yeah, yeah. I like to think that he would be a good one. If we go just to just give him like some knobs. I was like, give him a soundboard that's not hooked up to anything. Yeah. It's just in the background. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> he's, we, we, don't, we don't play music, but he's always bobbing his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Engineer Alex. <laughs> Thumbs up. There it is. <laughs> but uh, played in that band for a while. Um, then moved to Murfreesboro. And I got into the water fight. And the water fight had broke up. And Chris had asked me, like, hey, there's this girl who's doing a, a recording project for school. Do you want to maybe play? And I was like, yeah, dude. I've been trying to jam with you for a little while. I'm not really yeah. doing anything musically right now. So, And then we... She came over and we recorded Oh My like I'd heard it. The very first recording, I'd only we'd only practiced it like twice or three times. Yeah, yeah. We played it, well, we played it like that day a couple of times. And then... Uh, but I mean, we'd only had like two or three practices. Yeah, together, we, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, then we recorded the song and everybody felt pretty good about it. And then the acorn people were yeah born. they were like yeah. crap we don't have a name are we actually going to play gigs or is yeah. this just like a one night stand so we got, I don't know. Yeah. we got more songs we want to write or? yeah <laughs> so where did the day with the band come from <laughs> I just feel like it's such a stupid question but I have to ask yeah. it's, uh, that was a good impression no thank you cut why is everything like so everything I do is like laced with semi-offensiveness. So it's like about it's a book. It's a it's the name of a book. It's an uplifting book. It's actually. an uplifting it's not, book. It's not offensive. But I make it sound offensive. <laughs> it's not though. It's about these physically handicapped kids that go to a camp that's made for regular Boy Scouts, and so they can't use any of the equipment. And the book is told through, uh, like, the 17-year-old guy that just went there to be a camp counselor. He figured, you know, easy money. He didn't know it was going to be, you know, special needs children and stuff like that. Um, 
And so he gets there, and, like, they can't use anything. The guy with the bladder bags, like, complaining he can't go in the pool. You know, like, just all sorts of problems that they're having. And they have craft day one day. And Benny B is, like, a, he's in a wheelchair, but he's, like, super fast. Like, he can, he's, like, the fastest guy in a wheelchair in the West or something like that. <laughs> and he, like... You call me, like... Yeah. So they, they're, like, making acorn necklaces one day. And so, he, like, each... <laughs> he... Benny ends up making one for each one of the people in his cabin, all the boys staying in his cabin, including the counselor, and they're like, oh, we're the acorn people, and they decide there's this hiking trail up a mountain, and everyone, all the other camp counselors are like, you know, that's not safe, they can't go up there, it's not sanctioned, and he's like, none of this is, and the kids just wanted so badly to accomplish something like a Boy Scout mm-hmm. would feel so accomplished by that they're just like, screw it, we're going we're gonna to get this mountain. And Benny on his wheelchair and all these other kids that like are walking with canes and stuff just rolled, they get all the way to the top. And they're just like, I don't know, like, it's just a really nice story because the counselor, even though he feels like he has nothing in common with these kids whatsoever, like finds something in common just because of these acorn necklaces and just like understanding how much as a kid you just want to feel like you did something important. So yeah. basically, it's uh, the story of Grace trying to connect with all us uh, physically handicapped. Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much I made each of them an acorn necklace and was yeah, like, yeah. now you all belong to me. Welcome, <laughs> Mountain. Welcome yes. me. No, yeah, it's, yes. it's about, it's about. Is that uh, why Trey Cool inspired you so much? Yeah. Because <laughs> he was already in the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, it's it's about uh, achieving goals. Everybody's yeah. different, you know. We all come from different backgrounds and have different uh, influences musically and stuff. We kind of and we're all handicapped in our own way. Yeah, that's, that's true. pretty much yeah. why I picked it. Because I mean, like Chris really isn't a lead guitarist. He's a bass player. I'm not really. I didn't want to play guitar. It just happened that way. Uh, I just wanted to sing, and mm-hmm. you know, like. I don't know what Rocco's saying. His hair, I guess this is his hair. Yeah, his hair. Um, but other than that, Andy, well, Andy, can't read. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, we we did that for a while. We had like campaigns of like fake diseases we were trying to cure for shows. Like on the tip jar, we'd be like, "Oh, cure Quentin's poopatitis." Yeah. And like things like that's so wonderful. Really not good for a drummer. No, it's really inconvenient actually. Yeah. Just hook up my bag to the to the stool. <laughs> the stool, 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 the stool, yeah. stool, stool. Yeah, stool. yeah. Just put a little hole in it. It's yeah. cool. It's the stool, stool. stool. It's all cool in the stool. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Well, we just opened up some doors for uh, I think people who have that problem. Yeah. And I think it's good that you're advocate. You're you're representing and you're advocating for change if you poop in a bag we're with you <laughs> we stand by you yeah. the acorn people <laughs> oh my God. all right we're gonna take a Our quick break shirt. and uh we're i'm sure i'm gonna put a little acorn music acorn people uh, walnut generation, walnut music. generation. Yeah. and uh we'll come back and talk some more Woo. There you go. so close so nope. close no nope, not nope. that one they can still the square. hear us
look so stupid. Do you want to look stupid now? We can go ahead and like skip yeah, to, to be fair, Okay, no, to be fair, <laughs> when me and Chris were on the show last time, like it was like three or four weeks ago, they literally asked us about our three favorite bands and we each only got two questions right apiece. Like, I don't like know anything. Questions. I'm going to be honest. I just graduated from MTSU. I know not a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> the two are synonymous, really. <laughs> right. Right. Um, <laughs> I did the same thing. I have a degree in English, and it's like, Fine. Well, have you read this? Have you read this? Have you read this? The I speak always English enough. very well. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's about it. I actually am an English major because I wanted to learn English as a first language again. <laughs> so pumped the right. first time. I, I, wanted, so I wanted grammar, but I'm having to read, and it's yeah. just like, I want, to, I want to diagram sentences. <laughs> they just don't understand. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> With the walnut acorn generation people yeah. of Guam. Yeah, that's going to be so Guam. confusing to explain later. <laughs> <laughs> Change your Facebook name for a couple of days. Of the yeah. It won't let you pass 200 likes in case you didn't know how Facebook works. Well, you cannot change a page once it has a certain amount of likes. So I hope you like what you picked. Now that you have your 200 friends that you tricked into liking your page. That's good. <laughs> we were just talking about this earlier. How you know you start a page, you start inviting people. And you get that ego boost. Yeah, you're so pumped. You're like, oh. everybody likes me. Yeah, everyone's yeah. so excited. Now I can just do this every day. I really have real friends in real life. Wait, no. I only nope. know 300 people. <laughs> yeah. I only have 300 likes. <laughs> yep. What's going on? <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty much how it goes. Or you but, know, 1,500 people and you only get like 100 likes, and then it's like then nobody you send really out personal likes messages me. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, Listen, you're really ruining my life yeah. by not liking this page. <laughs> you don't realize how much of my self-worth is dependent on this nah. small number online. So, please. That's how I am with selfies. If I don't get, like, a minimum ten likes. It's I just deleted. want to kill myself. Yeah, it's uh, like, I'm ugly. <laughs> Why don't you people like me? I start deleting people who haven't. <laughs> I, you I threaten that every once in a while. I'm like, hey, if you haven't liked my band page, I'm just saying, if you don't start seeing my stuff in your feed, yeah. I don't know what happens. <laughs> and then you can always pay Facebook for friends. Yes, you can get always do that. Get people from Turkey liking your yeah. page. It's great. I find that, um, Leaving bloody knobs and stuff around people's houses. <laughs> they really get the message. Personal, yeah, with yeah, personal yeah. messages. Dead, uh, roadkill. Just Ooh, collect yeah. roadkill. Just leave them somewhere. Yeah. Bags of poop on fire is usually yes. pretty Classic. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Quint, <laughs> Quint, Quentin's got a surplus, so it's not really like you have to... He has many bloody this. knives yeah. just yeah, you yeah. Know, held up at his house. I keep them buried in the yard mostly. But. Yeah, it's actually an Indian burial ground. <laughs> that's why That's why we started a garden this year. The names that they're labeled as are unrelated. less conspicuous it yeah. Plus, blood yeah, yeah. is a great fertilizer, so his cucumbers yeah. are huge if you haven't they seen are. his yeah, Facebook. Yeah. Mm. Cucumbers huge. Oh boy. <laughs> Multiple, not that one. Wow. I don't care about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yay, we made everyone feel uncomfortable. Goal of the day accomplished. It's like when you, when it's like, okay, we've derailed completely. And then and then it kind of starts to peter out and you're like, change the subject. Do you want to know what we're working on? Is that something? Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about cool. it. What yeah. is in the future for well, the Acorn people? Right now, we're recording a four-song EP that will be released on special edition vinyl. Um, so And that's going to be like a contest type thing. We're trying to decide if we want to have um, fans submit artwork to be the cover for the vinyl or like um, if we want to, like, whatever, I don't know, we were going to do, like, a scavenger hunt type thing. And that will be happening 
uh, probably within the first week of July, we'll do a scavenger hunt with a T-shirt. Yeah. This is a precursor to the to the EP release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everybody keep uh, posted to our Facebook because one day we're just gonna make a post and it's gonna have a picture with a shirt somewhere in Murfreesboro that might that you might know where it is and it's gonna say, hey. Here's this shirt. First person to come gets it, gets it. Appreciate. You gets it, then you get yeah. it. And our shirts are pretty sweet. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, mm. I feel like a nerd most of the time because it's really lame to wear like your own uh-huh. <laughs> merch. Uh-huh. Yeah. But this is some like quality shit. Like, yeah. it's like gilded, like nice. It doesn't shrink. It's good. At least you don't like wear it while you're playing. I thought about it. I was like, how much of a jerk can I make myself look like? That's it. These are how you do it. I'm I'm always trying to raise the bar on how much I can get people to not like me. (laughs) Part of my upbringing was a movie called PCU. Have any of you guys seen PCU? No. Okay. Similar to PCP, like you eat people. No, there's some drugs in it but um it's not about it's it was like an early jeremy piven uh oh yeah and but anyway party something university or what's it called it's just politically politically correct university it's just about all the very liberal students and them trying to save their my uh, i had a roommate that had that on tape it, it's it's a pretty awful movie, but still awesome. Um, John Favreau is in it. Yes. And there's one point where he he's going to see the show, and Jeremy Piven walks up to him, and he's like, "You're wearing the shirt of the band you're going to see." And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Don't be that guy." Uh, yeah. So for me, where like when I was in a band in high school, wearing my own shirt, that was like right out. You yeah. could you would get you know you we would make fun of each other for stuff like that. Oh yeah. So if you're proud enough. To wear your acorn people shirt, and I say go for it. I'm just gonna say I had to cool I had to go through a lot of BS to get a unicorn on a shirt. Let me just yeah. say that first of all, that was no walk in the park. You, know? <laughs> you don't just unicorn. get unicorns for free. You have to no. do stuff. So no. yeah, weird, weird, weird stuff. stuff. <laughs> so much weird mayonnaise, just crazy stuff. There were there were <laughs> this stuff is mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. <laughs> there were leprechauns involved. There were several miniature people involved. Um, well, they unicorns don't let anything else ride them. Yeah, so. pretty much. It's it's kind of rude actually about yes. about it. Pretty pretentious, but um, snooty. Yeah, that would be. A Hence the popular saying: "Get off your high unicorn." Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's a thing. Or get a unicorn horn out of your butthole. That's yeah. But either way, Never so, heard that one. so that's, that, I mean, that's generally like, I usually don't wear my red one out, but like the unicorn shirt is like this beautiful shade of hot pink that for some reason straight men feel very inclined to need. Yeah, to we wear. sold out a large, oh. like, like yeah, that was the whole thing. I was like, you know, we're a girl fronted band. I really hate when bands don't have shirts that are like aimed towards females because obviously like that's what we're trying to attract i want to be a positive image for women and um and it doesn't really look well if all of our t-shirts are like obviously unisex and like geared towards guns and tanks exactly you know so we're metal so i was like you know it'd be really cool if we could just have like a not rock and roll shirt at all but then they Mm -hmm. found like this unicorn that was on fire and i was like that's pretty metal so you managed somehow this is like a good compromise yeah and then we put in this hot pinks and i was like you know girls will love that it'll look really cool under black lights First day sold out of larges, all two males. Yep. Straight wow. males. Interesting. Things you don't know about Murfreesboro, people are pretty queer. <laughs> <laughs> pretty queer. Pretty queer. The queer, the better. Yeah, exactly. So, 
And, but it's like this shade that matches, um, I have these like hot pink leggings I got from Hollister, which is like probably the most expensive thing I've ever bought in my whole life, which <laughs> really is like, I think they were like 30 bucks, but yeah. I don't know. So, <laughs> but like it matches perfect. It's like the same hot pink. So I can't like, I don't know anything else that would match the leggings. And also it just seems like too good of an opportunity to not wear a unicorn just because right. it makes me look like I'm up my own ass. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> you weigh in your balance, you know, positive and negatives. I'm with you. So I'll change wear, the subject. I only wear shirts from mob bands after they've broken up. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I think I've got an... Esther Hayes. Esther Hayes was like the first name of our oh, band. Yeah. It went through like four band changes. Alex has so many band shirts from so many bands he was in. <laughs> yeah. Engineer Alex. Thumbs up. He's dead. <laughs> uh, well, we're not being engineered right now. Anyway. Take a smoke um, break. <laughs> where are you guys recording? At, uh, house. Yeah. In the house. Chris and Rocco's house. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember you telling me. Yeah, you guys recorded Chris, the album by yourself. Yeah, Chris. Uh, it sounds great. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we sent it off to get like mastered, mm-hmm. but all the initial mixing and all the setup and everything. I mean, I feel lucky being in this particular band because you know all Grace, Chris, and Rocco are all in school to be I was music. Well, yeah, Grace graduated. You know but like music business and stuff, and they're doing like the recording side of it too. Yeah. So they know things about stuff and it's handy to have that in your back pocket and not have to pay somebody to do it or find a place to do it or whatever it's like hey we want to record something let's get together this weekend and do it yeah and the mastering is a really smart move because i've heard stuff that people recorded at their own house you know before and after and it's Mm -hmm. like oh this sounds good but then when they get it back it's just incredible chris is really honest with himself about that too like when we first started recording he originally planned on mixing it himself and he mixes completely fine on other people's tracks but he knows because he plays it he just he hears it too much and he doesn't notice other people's parts and stuff like that so he's just like he's like i'm not gonna you know miss things because yeah i've heard it too much yeah and he's well the whole band is great at like listening to each other's ideas Mm -hmm. and and stuff um like grace was saying most of the time she comes out with kind of the this the bulk of the song like all the singing parts and here's the main kind of chords and stuff and then I do a lot of arranging and changing and stuff and everybody's really open and I try to not be just like push it like oh, I feel like it should be this way I want to I want to hear it too you know because mm-hmm. I want I, in the end of the day I don't want to overplay I don't want to have a part that feels out for anybody you know and I'll, I'll try to say hey maybe you should back off here and put yeah. this part here but uh I just want everything to sound cohesive and everything to kind of everybody get in where they fit in and, and everything sound good. So I try to play to what she gives me and try mm-hmm. to, I don't know, it's, but Chris is great at, like she's yeah. saying, at taking other we people's just, We got really lucky like too, recording. like he found a, he actually found a guy on Reddit that mixes and so he gave us a really he did like a sample track of morning glory and we loved it it was like the first guy that we've worked with that really understood the sound that we were going for and you know didn't put so much effects on it that it sounded like fake and yeah it um and so and that's really rare like i've had a lot of yeah. mixes where i've just been like what are yeah. you thinking are, yeah. you, are you deaf but um <laughs> <laughs> but so he got it and so then like when we came to the album we were trying to decide you know that's like that's like not a lot of money but it's for us a 
big chunk of change to donate to somebody to do an entire album. Yeah. Um, I mean, he did give us a good price, but we were like, you know, we like the continuity. We trust him. He did such a good job. And we actually tried a couple other people in the mix with, uh, before we actually did the album, we had like a couple people mix the same track so we could compare and he just blew everyone out of the water. Yeah. Like, he was just so fantastic. Yeah. Did you, when you guys asked him to do it, did you say, here it is? Or did you say, well, we want it to kind of sound like this, or we have an album that we kind of want. Generally, I mean, like, it was all through Chris, so yeah. he's the one that communicated, but from what I saw, it was mostly like, we would just do the entire thing, send him off, see what he had to say about it, um, and then, like, we would give notes, like, okay, like, this needs to be crisper, we need, like, a de-esser or on take this, this part, part or something. Yeah, like, mm. little stuff. Like, we would have notes... And then he would give us a first round of, okay, is this what you wanted? Is this the direction? Mm. And, like, we were refining from there. But, really, we only had to go through that process twice. Plus, yeah. So, he's really good. It's it's priceless when you're able to find somebody that just yeah. knows and, Yeah, because it's not... And, it, and it's so hard to explain, you know? Yeah. I'm, yeah. It's so Chinese to me, all this, like, audio language stuff. Like, I... I know when we play that the input means that's where my cable goes yeah like pretty much like it so it's and so it's nice to have somebody that you don't have to spell it out to they in your weird grasp of english trying to explain Mm. things that you obviously don't know anything about he gets it well (laughs) then there's also people who know exactly they know all the terms they've been doing it for a long time and they're good at what they do but they're not good for you yeah Yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean so it's it's a really a needle in a haystack Mm -hmm. situation it definitely is it's hard to find and we did all our recordings on the first album and the ep we're working on to uh live all the drums are live on the record on the album all the drums are live um and we try not to make it too spotless and yeah yeah clean you know we want it to have that kind of energy that feel of uh they're playing in the room with us right yeah. mm-hmm. you know so we don't want it to be we embrace our imperfections yeah, yeah. I mean, like as, for every mistake that we have like chris will add a cool lick or i'll hit a note that i didn't hit last time or something like yeah. that so um it, they just get so stale i just like even with the album sometimes i'm like you know, I really wish it could have just been 100% live. Especially, like, you know, songs like Monster that are really jam-based and we all go off of each other. It's so hard to capture what it really is like live. Um, So that's what we've been trying to accomplish more and more with the EP and uh, with our next album. Uh, I'm hoping at least to have the entire next album to be completely live. Yeah. But um, that's, you know, it's hard. It is hard. (laughs) It's not something that you just, like... (laughs) And, it, and it's neat, um, you know, even though I've been in a bunch of different bands, I've never had, like, more than one album or one, like, we got together and worked and recorded all this stuff, you know, at a time. So it's neat to see kind of the evolution of everybody's playing style and, yeah. and how We've the songs all changed come so, together. But this EP, I really think, is going to surprise a lot of people. It doesn't sound anything like what we've been doing. There's, like, probably, like, the one song that I was talking about earlier that lyrics aren't done yet it's probably like out of all of them the only one that sounds similar to what we've already been yeah. doing mm-hmm. it's we have like really jazz influence uh on one song um even that song is sexy <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like a spy movie and song. chris has gotten so much better at his guitar playing just yeah. in the past uh couple years we've been together we've I all mean, been learning pedals and stuff like that not me because i don't understand things i use a noise suppressor which is a thing i did not know about yeah these are things that i use now and i have an amp that is not a pv so you know moving up every day mm, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but cool. 
That's, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, we also have a, like a pop, poppier song too. It's like a love song, but it's really about the band. And it's super catchy. It's re- yeah, it's like, it's super like just Edward Sharp, like chanting at the oh. end type thing. But I don't know. But it's like more pop punk than that. I don't know. It's okay. different. Well, it's I'm, cool to have like several elements. Yeah. Well, we're know. just trying you don't to. don't want to if- be him hemmed into one don't yeah. red hot chili peppers right. <laughs> just the one sound yeah right so that's i mean that's what we're really working towards it's, it's it, right now we're just trying to find the next sound i mean the the ep is going to sound probably a little bit convoluted and just weird because it doesn't really match up but i think with the newer stuff that we've been working on even after doing the first tracking of the ep like it's really going to tie it together like yeah. the acdc song i think is really um, I mean, it's not a cover, but it sounds like an ACDC. Yeah, and type. until and until we get the full uh, album done, the EP is only gonna the, what we've already got recorded and we're working on like yeah. the post production stuff is only gonna be released on uh, Spotify, and then on the uh, Vinyl. vinyls. And we're only mm-hmm. we're doing like a super limited, maybe like yeah. ten or less uh, vinyls, maybe maybe more, but probably yeah. probably not a, a huge amount because we're gonna re-record all those songs yeah. again. Yeah, that's kind of and they may change oh. between. Yeah, exactly. right. That's why. And we so did we don't it. want it. We don't want people to have like hard copies that they can yeah. have digitally, yeah. um, because with Spotify you can't actually download anything. Mm-hmm. We can yank those songs after we get them re-recorded and stuff. Yeah. So whoever gets those uh, records are really gonna have like. Once limited, in a lifetime thing, yeah, yeah, super limited edition. But I mean, and that's that's honestly why we did the EP. When we did the album um, Secrets, it was just like we just we were like we just need to get a product, you know? Like yeah. we're sick of walking into Nashville and not having anything to offer anybody that we talked to. So we just we went and we did it, and um, it the songs weren't rushed. But then it was like, even though we had already pl- been playing all those songs for a year somehow they all changed right after we recorded them and that's that's sort of like what we're trying to avoid with this ep is go ahead get the recording it's in our mind you have time to sit on it and remember all the things you don't like about it and then when we do it next time it'll be perfect yes (laughs) instead of just you know now i listen to album over secrets over and over and i'm just like god i would have been so cool if i had done this thing and not been so anxious to get it finished (laughs) you know so that's what we're really trying to accomplish. Cool. So, what's next in terms of let's plug some stuff. Plug some stuff. Okay. okay. Uh, we're what, playing. Yeah. Well, July fourth, uh, we're playing Hangar Productions at the Plantation. Uh, yeah, at the Plantation here in Murfreesboro. It's a bunch of bands. It's like ten dollar cover. There's camping and all kinds of fun stuff. But mm-hmm. it's gonna be pretty, pretty fun. Yeah. And then uh, we either the eighth or the ninth. Um, we're still getting a date locked down between the two. Uh, we're playing with this band from New York. Do you remember what they're called? Mm. I feel like a bad person. New York band. New York band. Um, Chris, Chris has been talking to yeah. them and setting setting the show up. Um, but it's going to be at the end in Nashville, either July 8th or 9th. Um, yeah. And I think we, we're not playing the 12th because that was the legal thing. Right. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm having a house show at my house uh, on the 29th of August that the Acorn people will be playing at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, on September the 5th, uh, we're renting out a laser tag uh, facility here in town, Phaser Craze. Um, I'm going to order a whole bunch of pizza, and uh, there will be alcohol allowed on the premises, and there will be a couple kegs and stuff, and we're going to have 10 bands play. But how do they get to go to the show, Quentin? Oh, 
I'm glad you asked, Grace. <laughs> I'll just run your radio show for you. So, uh, <laughs> no, no, I was about to say it's not. They're not just good bandmates. They're good, you know, <laughs> podcast mates. Oh, thank you. They help each other out. They we, alley oop. You, you know? lucked out. We've done one interview before this, so yeah. we knew like We're all the stuff not to say. We learn from our mistakes sometimes. You still talked about the poop issue, though. We, which is interesting. Well, that's a we real issue. Escape, we can't escape things we must that happen it. to us every day. Good you know, point, good just point. every year pooping himself. It's not always glamorous being in a band. <laughs> no, sometimes there's poop involved. <laughs> but, uh, so, anyways, yeah, basically, it's all that laser tag, all you can play, and then the tin bands and food and drinks and all that is covered for free as long as you're on the list. To get on the list, you can do. A couple different things. So we're having a fundraiser at the borough um, on. Get it right. July. Eighteenth. Yeah, July the eighteenth, and who's this year, what? right? This year. That's happening, yeah. twenty seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. No, I'm just yeah. Yeah, twenty seventeen, and um, so Ju- July eighteenth, and uh, that show is gonna feature Billy and the Mats, and the Suez. And Mouth Reader and Young Wolves, and that's I, it. I know most of those bands. Oh yeah, pretty nice guys. Yeah. It's almost like it's Murfreesboro. Yeah. <laughs> what? Work. And uh, they're playing at the Borough on the 18th. And if you come to that show, you pay an eight dollar cover to get in to see those four awesome bands. But that gets your name on the list. So for an eight dollar cover, you get to come to a show, see those awesome bands, and you get to come to the Laser Tag Show for free. Dang. And get all the beer and the pizzas yeah. and the that's awesome. All the laser tag and all the bands. And the points, the laser yeah. points. Yeah, that's, that's the main important. thing. Like uh basically like the reason why we're doing a fundraiser is just because two fundraisers. Yeah. Two <laughs> fundraisers is just so we can go ahead and pay the because we would just be paying to rent the facility out of pocket. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah basically we were having we were having our photo shoot, uh, the Acorn People's photo shoot and we were over there, uh, because I keep kids, I'd like tutor and give drum lessons and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so um, if they do really good at their stuff that we're working on, then I'll have a field trip day every so often. And that's one of my favorite places to take them because I love playing laser tag. Laser tag is the best. <laughs> yeah, so. Because it is fun to crush them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's sad. Destroy some little kids. It's funny because, you know, they're, they're little kids and they're like, hey, this is fun. But I like dress all in black and like yeah. I'm hiding and crawling on the floor and stuff. <laughs> and I take it pretty seriously. Yep. But, uh... <laughs> Anyways, we were there and we were shooting photos inside because I talked to the owner and she said we could. And then uh, somebody said, I think it was the cameraman said the guy that was snapping our photos, Zach yeah. uh, said Zach Russell, by the way, a good musician in Murfreesboro. He hates <laughs> taking pictures, so please call him yes. for all that. Take all your pictures. And uh, wait, did you did you guilt him into taking? Okay. Pictures for you? you like okay, so he has backstory. Good, he has a good camera, right? All right, he's, flashback. Cut he's two. not a photographer. Like he's not a he's not trying to be a photographer, but he just like was lives in Chris's neighborhood, so it was just like easy to kidnap him. Yep. Gotcha. And he had a good camera. Yes. Gotcha. So that's pretty much how that happened, you know. Like we, I mean, the first photo shoot we had, like we didn't really have a concept, but it was like a legitimate photography person, so they kind of like gave us some things to do, but he was just like. Um, taking pictures pictures. and it was awesome yeah Yeah. (laughs) and so we went and had our pictures taken inside there and he said something about oh it'd be awesome to have a show here have a show here a party actually 
He said it would be awesome to do drugs in there. Yeah, that is, said, actually, said, that is yeah. what we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. So he said, he, said, he said, wow, it would be really crazy to be high on acid in this room <laughs> with all these crazy lights and everything. And then I said, or it would be crazy to have a dance party in here. And then I started thinking, hmm, we should have a dance party in here. <laughs> and so uh, in the middle of the evening during the show we're gonna have a DJ set right in the middle of the uh, laser tag arena with all the smoke and the lasers and fun stuff like that for like an hour in the middle That's of awesome. the night. Yeah. yeah. We'll take a break from play and, and do that. But uh, anyways so I started calling people like right then, like on the way home. I started calling the owner and she said uh, that was fun, that we could do that and have bands play in the arcade area and said that if people wanted to bring alcohol and stuff they could keep it back in the uh, party rooms so I started booking bands and started figuring out costs on pizza and everything and figured uh, they did that for Borough Fonda they raised a lot of money having fundraisers and you know I have friends and bands that would probably want to play this show because it sounds like a pretty good time yeah and, exactly but I didn't have to double book any bands I was really excited like the whole community is coming together uh, as far as People that aren't even playing the laser tag show are like, oh, let me help. I'll, we would love to play a fundraiser. You know, I've had bands approach me wanting to play. That's awesome. And yeah, I've had to call some bands too, but like I've had a lot of them come up and ask to play. And yeah, it's totally awesome. And so they'll they'll get in for free. Yeah, <laughs> All yeah, the yeah. band members. But, um, but yeah, it's the fundraisers, $8. If you're under 18, uh, because you're not technically allowed in the borough, you can make a $10 Oh, no, not under 18. 21. If yes, if you're under 21, if you are over 18, because it's 18 and up. Yeah, I was going to say, what the <laughs> <laughs> So all, all the 11-year-olds that want to come, bring their A-game to the... Uh, like, yeah. the if you can out-drink me, you yeah. get in <laughs> <laughs> so, uh So, yeah, anyways, we're um, 18 and up to 21, $10 donation. That'll save your spot. You can come make that donation uh, at the show on the 18th of July. Or we're having another fundraiser at the borough on the 8th of oh, August. August. <laughs> yes. And uh, so far, I've got I've got bands in mind. I've talked to one for sure that's playing. Uh, Who is it? Strongest Man in the World is playing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we know that guy. Yeah. Philip Maloney. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm uh, waiting on confirmations from the other bands that I've been talking to, so I don't want to mention anything. Yeah, sure. yeah. Gotcha. But... Uh, yeah, and you come to one of the fundraisers, you get in for free. Nice. Woo. Good deal. That's yeah. it's a really cool idea. Uh-huh. So. And if you're uh, out of town, if you're listening to this podcast because you're a uh, seasonal Murfreesboroan. Yeah. Murfreesboro. If, if you're from Murfreesboro in the school year <laughs> and you go back to your parents' home in the summer. Yes, there you then go. Then you can uh, contact me, Quentin Thornton, on Facebook. Um, and I can just tell you how to mail me your money or wire it straight into my bank account because <laughs> I'm really using all this money like a Ponzi scheme and nobody knows any better because I'm planning the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a super nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Everybody just seen you. I'm just like the day of. Everybody shows yeah, yeah. up and the owner's like, no, we don't know what you're talking about and I'll yep. skip town. Yep. And you just <laughs> run away with a big bag with a money sign <laughs> yeah. on it. It's going to be really hard to get booked again. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's not even in the band anymore. Yep. Yeah. I'm in Mexico at this point. Yeah. <laughs> that would make it kind of difficult. 
No, but uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Looking yeah, forward to it. Definitely. Come to a fundraiser, July eighteenth, August eighth, or contact Quentin Thornton on Facebook. <laughs> I love the I love the Quentin cadence. Yes, Q U I N T E N T H O R N T O N. I want to spell my name. G R A. All right, guys, we're gonna break one more time, and we're gonna come back for trivia. Truly a challenge! So, I gathered together some music trivia questions, just kind of general. Yeah, what are the answers? <laughs> just kind of general knowledge. Um, Dave Grohl. <laughs> yes, you won! Yeah. I knew it was going to be. So, I have this buzzer ahead of, uh, in front of me. Um, so, buzz in if you know. There you go. Oh, are we. Am I competing against Quintus? Oh, you really keep this sucks. I want everyone to know that Grace is a sham. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna sit back. It's cool, yeah, just come close though. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> getting intense. At me. <laughs> Number one. Oh. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> True. The answer is awkward silence. <laughs> Which Queen album features the song Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh. Hey, oh, put away! I didn't mean cheat it! Okay. Uh, Killer Heart Attack or Sheer Heart Attack, right? No. no. I knew it wasn't that one. I knew it was. <laughs> you guys are the worst. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not at the opera. You got it! One point Wait, for camera. Wait! You didn't tell us you This is not fair. To be fair, he hasn't seen this. Only, only, uh... Yeah, that's completely fair that I just made it Alright. What do you like Queen, though? <laughs> Number two, what state did Janis Joplin hitchhike to to join the hippie movement? A. Colorado, B. California, C. Washington, or D. Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Wrong. What the? You guys, you're trying to lose! I feel like this has been fixed in my favor. <laughs> Let's still pick the wrong one. Can I pick California and Washington? Uh, well, it's California. Yes, I win. So I'll give you half a point. <laughs> I'm still beating he's, nobody. He's keeping up with this, am I? <clears throat> oh, I, I have a count. Arizona. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number three. What Pink Floyd album features Shine On You Crazy Diamond and Welcome to the Machine? A, Wish You Were Here. B, Metal. A. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so half a point for Grace. <laughs> um, Alright, number four. Wait, wait, wait. Was that right? Hey. I got it right. Alright, number Quinton four. Quinton Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> um, which Beatles album features only John Lennon and McCartney compositions? A. Revolver. B. Hard Day's Night. C. Rubber Soul. And D. Sgt. Pepper's. 
Hard day's night. Way to go. So we have two for Quentin, oh. half a point for Grace, and one point for Quentin. The answer is Quentin cheated, and you can see the computer. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. You win. <laughs> two points for me. <laughs> Engineer Alex is hanging out in the wings because wait, tell me he wants to wrong. see if he knows all these. Tell I me think. if I'm wrong, if anybody knows. But they, they wrote all the stuff in the beginning, right? Like the majority of all the stuff Alex, in the beginning. Alex? What do you mean? I the hate Beatles? the Beatles, so I don't know. I, I, mm, John and Paul didn't they write Is it a rebellious stuff? hate? I, I or it was later. That. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that, that could very well be true, but I've never heard that. Okay. okay. I, I, I would have only... Dugan's Beatles class, obviously. I would have only thought that because it was an early one. That's what It would be later before they were like, let me write the song. Yeah, exactly. You know, so... Yeah. Number five. Wait, 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 wait. That was a good impression. C. Let, do that. Let me write the song. Let yeah. me write the song, too. Yeah. That's George, I guess? Yeah. Could you hear the bad teeth? Up in your mind. Okay. Yeah. I can, I I I can smell the how it sounds. Yeah. Up in your mind to an imagination. Number five. Which was the first rap song to hit number one on Billboard's Top 100? A. Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight. No. Didn't make it that far. B. <laughs> Uzi Weighs a Ton by Public Enemy. C. Oh. Hey Ladies by Beastie Boys. Or D. Blondie's Rapture. It's B. Blondie is not a rap artist. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'll tell you. I, I want to say it's Blondie. It is Blondie. Yep. Mm-hmm. What the hell? That's not a rap artist. Uh, she's not she... a rap artist, but the song had, it was called, it was called it something. It was Sam rap Rapture. Artist. So they sampled, yeah, rapture. Uh, was it like a sample? No, there's a, ra- there's a rapper on it. It's like a cameo. Uh, but it was the first. That is such a BS. That's, you can't <laughs> put it all there because it has a featured artist that just happens to rap. <laughs> okay, all... Evanescence is rap too, and everyone is <laughs> black. I don't, what is this, this planet we live on? <laughs> I owe all my current success to VH1. Yes. So, thank, thank you, pop-up video. Right? Yeah. Like so, that's the channel. Grace and Cam are tied for one, and Quentin <laughs> is winning with three. I managed to get two half points. <laughs> this is a miracle. <laughs> All right, number six. When Queens of the Stone Age released Rated R, they also released the vinyl. I don't know, but Quentin's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what did they name the vinyl? A Rated R, like the album. B rated X, C rated Q, or D rated G? X. Yes. Weird. Okay. I love Queens of the Stone I would have named it uh, rated RPM because it's a vinyl. Hey! Ooh. No. Um, okay, number seven. Oh, Brand- Queens of the Stone is, is awesome live. Go check them out, everyone. <laughs> number seven's more of a fun, like, oh, that's a cool fact, or not a cool fact, or a dumb question. Um, I don't expect any of you to know this. Is it C, the dumb question? It's um, a true or false. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, number seven, true or false? Brandon Flowers of the Killers. True. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Wrote interlude and exitlude after a dream where he heard Kurt Cobain sing the melody. I said true. It is true. Yay! I beat Quentin by default because I got the one I wasn't supposed to get right right. There you go. Number eight. What record label owns the record label Fueled by Ramen? A. <gasps> Sony. B. Atlantic. C. Universal. Universal. <laughs> C. Universal. Or D. EMI. Is it Atlantic? It is Atlantic. I knew it. God, I was something paid off. Middle school was not for waste. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you got three. Clinton has four. You're catching up. Oh. Number nine. Oh, the pressure. What was the Runaways' first album title? Oh, jeez. Oh, Runaways. Yeah. <laughs> Alright guys. Yay! <laughs> Tied it up. This is for the win. Oh fuck. D or D. <laughs> Unless Cam takes it. Number ten. 
It's for the top. What is I'm David Bowie's real name? Oh. A. David John Edwards. B. David Robert Jones. C. David Kelly Paul or D. David Robert England. C. <laughs> B. A. B. C. Is it C? I already guess not. I is already it, said C. Well, you didn't buzz in. Is a. it three first no. names it's in a row? It's B. It's B. I said it first. I said it first. The record will show clearly on the playback. <laughs> Quinton Thornton. <laughs> said to be it fair, first. Grace was just kind of yelling out answers the whole time. B. Oh, yeah, a. B. So, yeah, I said it first. Yeah, she did. Say so, for being technical. <laughs> Darn. But yeah. Recap. So, I want to recount. You guys tied. Protest. Yay. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Protest. I won the World Cup by acting like you or, well, kicked me in the shit. A bunch of wild kicks. <laughs> I mean, I On can, accident, got a few in. I can make you guys decide, and then maybe the band will break up because you guys just keep yelling at each other about who won. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. If we broke up, it would be like something way crazier than that. <laughs> There would be arson involved. There, yeah, and like Rocco's hair will be like tied into a noose around my neck. And holy like, crap! Like I don't know. These are things that I worry about at night. I guess. Like. You get pretty wild. Yeah. On Thursdays. Well, guys, I think this concludes episode thirty-six of We're Gonna we Need think. a Bigger Show. We think. <laughs> I mean, it's been pretty intense. It's hard to know. Am I incorrect? <laughs> We're still talking for five hours. Um, we did it. This has been We're Gonna Need a Bigger Show with You Jonathan, love saying your name so yeah. much Jonathan Hamby Jonathan Hamby you, <laughs> you spent all episodes saying your name and spelling it and now you can't say I'm great We're the Acorn people and you should listen to our music and keep listening to this show all the time forever There and was ever. two more of us but the couch wasn't big enough yes. And they smell terribly and we don't want to leave a bad impression <laughs> And my co-host was... Mallory Burns. My engineer was... <laughs> Thumbs up! <laughs> engineer Alex. <laughs> Woo! I've been Cameron B. Childs. Thanks for listening. Good night. Please.